welcome to the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. My name is Fran Dargaville and I'm a functional nutritionist with a passion for gut health and real food. I'm here to share my take on nutrition and health, answer your questions and chat with leading health and wellness experts and all-round inspiring humans. Enjoy this week's episode and submit your questions at frandargaville.com or via my Instagram, frandargaville. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of High Vibe and Healthy. Today we're chatting all about how you can boost your metabolism so you can lose fat without starving yourself. Before I get into the episode, I want to let you know that the prices of my one-on-one programs will be increasing on the 1st of September. So if you've been thinking about working with me, now is a really great time to take advantage of the current pricing. This applies to my gut testing package and my four-month one-on-one programs. Now, you might be wondering whether my programs are right for you. My programs are for you if you're struggling with digestive symptoms like bloating, burning and belly pain or other gut-related health challenges. If you've been to your doctor or multiple doctors, had a bunch of lab tests run and everything keeps coming back normal. Even though you just know something isn't right. Or maybe you got a diagnosis of IBS or endometriosis or PCOS or something else And you were sent out the door with no helpful advice on what to do next. My programs are also for you if you believe in a holistic approach to health and want to overcome your symptoms in a sustainable way. There are no quick fixes or band-aid approaches here. If any or all of this resonates with you, you are a perfect fit for my programs and I'd love to invite you in. Head to frandargaville.com forward slash high vibe or the link in my Instagram bio to get all the info and save your spot. If you have any questions about how I can help you or which program is right for you, I would love to chat with you. Just send me a DM on Instagram and we can chat there. Okay, let's get into the episode. Before we chat about boosting your metabolism, I want to mention a couple of things that I think are really, really important. I want to help you reach your health goals, whatever they are. But there are two important things to consider first. Sometimes you need to choose between prioritizing your health and prioritizing weight loss or fat loss. Depending on where you're at, these things can align very easily or they can be very separate. An example of this is if you are restricting calories too much and you're just straight up not giving your body the fuel it needs to be healthy. Or maybe you're choosing zero-calorie foods instead of the higher-calorie nutrient-dense options. I really want to encourage you to put health first. The second thing I just wanted to discuss is do you really need to lose weight or lose fat? I don't know exactly where you're at, and you may genuinely benefit from losing some weight. That could be beneficial for your health and your confidence, depending on where you're at. But I just wanted to quickly share my personal experience, because I spent a pretty big portion of my life really just focused on trying to get lean, 
now, I mean, right now, I eat well, I move regularly, but I also enjoy a cocktail on the weekend or an ice cream with my friends. So having fun and having balance and enjoying my life is really important to me. In my early 20s, staying lean was my top priority, which meant that I was less social and, to be honest, having a lot less fun. I was working really hard and being really strict with myself to essentially be a few kilos lighter. And when I was in that place, even though, yes, I was leaner, I was actually a lot more self-conscious about my body and how I looked. So all of this to say, basically, if we're talking about a few kilos here or turning up a little bit, please don't sacrifice your happiness to achieve that. My belief is that it's just not worth it. But if you put the things we're going to talk about in this episode into practice in a sustainable way, you will be able to boost your metabolism and feel fit and strong and healthy without having to sacrifice eating your favorite foods or having a cocktail with friends on the weekend. So put your health first and make sure to allow yourself to have some fun And live a little, because that's what we're here for, right? That is the most important thing. So what does it mean to boost your metabolism? Basically, we're aiming to boost the amount of energy your body burns. So your basal metabolic rate, or BMR, is the number of calories your organs need to function while you perform No activity whatsoever, like if you stayed in bed and rested and chilled all day long. I just plugged my height, weight and age into an online BMR calculator and it came back with 1,423 calories per day. So your BMR is the energy your body needs to just survive at rest. So essentially, if you were lying in bed all day long. But I'm guessing you are using your brain at some point during the day and moving around and maybe exercising, which increases the amount of calories your body needs. So say, for example, I have this BMR of 1423 and when I train or go for a long walk or work all day long, my energy needs are higher, maybe 2000 or 2200 calories. So what we're wanting to look at here is What are the things that increase our metabolism or increase the number of calories we burn in a day? And my take on this is to do it with the least amount of effort possible, because why not? I'll explain how you can do this as we go through the episode. There are three key things to consider to help you boost your metabolism. Number one, stress. Number two, exercise. And number three, nutrition. Let's start with stress. Chronic stress, which so many of us are experiencing, puts us in a fight or flight or sympathetic nervous system state. When we're in this state, our body feels unsafe and holds on to weight. You may have heard of the term cortisol belly. Cortisol is one of our stress hormones and excess cortisol over time can lead to excess belly fat. Our body is designed for survival. As humans evolved, the ability to store fat helped us survive 
food shortages because the stored fat could be used by the body as an emergency supply of energy. But here's the thing. The way we live has completely changed, but our bodies have hardly changed at all. So we're still genetically designed to store fat, even though it's pretty unlikely these days that we're going to be stuck without access to food. Our bodies don't know that there probably isn't going to be a famine anytime soon. So they store that energy as fat just in case. So what can you do about this? Basically, we want to reprogram our nervous system. So we're spending more time in a parasympathetic or rest and digest state, which is basically just feeling calm most of the time. So first up, we want to reduce or minimize any sources of stress where we can. And then we want to train our body to shift into that rest and digest state. Tools like meditation, yoga, and breath work are really helpful here. I'm going to give you two really simple things you can do to shift into that rest and digest state. So first up, legs up the wall. So you basically just lie down, shuffle your bum up against the wall and raise your legs along the wall and take long, slow, deep breaths as you lie there with your legs up the wall. And deep belly breathing is another great one as well. So you can just sit or lie down, place your hands on your belly and take some long, slow breaths in and out through your nose and feel your belly expand with the inhale and soften with the exhale. You only need to do these things for a few minutes, once or twice a day, and they can help you shift into that calm state, which helps signal to your body that it's safe and it doesn't need to hold on to its fat stores. Now let's chat about exercise for boosting your metabolism. The two key things when it comes to exercise for your metabolism are how active you are on a whole during the day and whether you're doing types of exercise that actually increase your metabolism. We want to move like our ancestors because that's basically what our bodies are designed for. I've heard one of my favorite functional medicine doctors, Chris Kresser, talk about the way we're designed to move. And here's what he says. We want to move frequently at a slow pace, lift heavy things and sprint occasionally. So let's unpack this. Move frequently. What does that mean? This means generally being active in your daily life. It might include taking the stairs instead of the lift or riding your bike to work or going for a wander in your lunch break. Now, there's a fancy acronym for this called NEAT, which is Non-Exercise Activity Thermogenesis. NEAT is the energy used carrying out any daily activity that isn't formal exercise. I find that most of us are really focused on doing formal exercise, but a really key thing that you can do to boost your metabolism is to increase your NEAT. So many of us have sedentary jobs and lifestyles. We're designed to be more active throughout our days. A 45-minute gym session is awesome, but unfortunately, it's just not enough to counteract eight or nine hours spent sitting at a desk every day. Here are some ways you can get your NEAT up. Get up from your desk regularly and make a tea or fill up your water bottle and have a quick stretch. 
stand more. So maybe you can use a standing desk for part of your day if you have an office job. Take the stairs when you can. If you have a phone call, stand up and walk around while you talk. Consider if you can walk more places instead of driving. Doing things like cleaning, vacuuming, hanging out, washing. These are all awesome for getting your neat up. And going for a few short walks around the block during your day. I think we often think we need to do these big things, but these little things can make a big difference. These things really take minimal effort and don't take too much time out of your day. But they can actually really increase your NEAT if you do them consistently. So that's increasing your metabolism by helping you burn more calories every day. Now let's cover the lifting heavy things part of the equation. Why strength training? Having more muscle helps burn more energy during the day. Muscle tissue, unlike fat, is metabolically active. Muscle burns energy even when it isn't being used. A person with a higher proportion of muscle is going to burn more calories over the course of a day than someone of the same weight with less muscle. I know a lot of women are hesitant to strength train. You might be worried about getting too bulky or just feel like you wouldn't know what to do or where to start if you set foot in the weights room in the gym. And that's okay. We're going to chat about all of that. First up, you will not get bulky by strength training. In order to put on enough muscle to actually get bulky, you would have to eat a lot of food and a ton of protein and do a huge amount of weightlifting. And even then, you'd most likely just get more lean and toned. So please don't allow this to stop you and maybe you can just give it a go and see what happens. And if you feel like you don't know what to do in the gym, that is okay. There are lots of awesome options out there. If you can, I'd highly recommend getting a personal trainer so you can learn how to lift weights with proper form. If that's not in your budget, you could look for group strength training classes, but just make sure they are strength training, not HIIT training with high reps and high intensity. Otherwise, there are loads of free resources online as well. Bodybuilding.com has free programs, and no, they're not just for bodybuilders, that tell you what to do and when and show you how to do each exercise. Now, You don't need to spend all day every day in the gym to get results, increase your muscle and increase your metabolism. 30 to 45 minutes of intentional strength training three days a week is enough to start having a real impact on your metabolism. So we've covered moving frequently at a slow pace and lifting heavy things. Now, the final piece of the puzzle is to sprint occasionally. If you're feeling worn out or burned out, please don't even think about this for now. I find a lot of my clients are in a more depleted state, so I usually recommend that they avoid any high-intensity training altogether. But if that's not you and you're feeling pretty good, you could incorporate some form of HIIT training. You really only need to do a short stint of this, like 5 or 10 minutes. 
You can choose any form of exercise like running on a treadmill or squat jumps. Start with 15 seconds on, so you're doing 15 seconds of the exercise, followed by a 45 second break and repeat for five minutes. Then over time, you can increase the duration of your training or the length of the sprint. So you may do 20 seconds of work, followed by a 40 second break for a few weeks and then 30 seconds on and 30 seconds off. HIIT training or high-intensity interval training is better for fat loss than steady-state cardio because with HIIT training, you're burning calories for up to 24 hours after your session. Whereas with steady-state cardio, like just going for a longer run, you're really only burning calories during your workout. With interval training, more isn't better. So just focus on getting your knee up, incorporating strength training, And stick to a maximum of three HIIT sessions a week to give your body time to recover between sessions. And if you're really at the beginning of your movement journey, start with the NEAT only. Get moving more and gradually build on that over time. Once you're nailing that, you can look into strength training and then you can consider interval training down the line. Now let's chat about nutrition for your metabolism. There are three main things to consider when it comes to nutrition for boosting your metabolism. Energy or calorie intake, macros and nutrient density. There are a lot of PTs online right now sharing that the only thing that matters when it comes to weight loss is calorie intake and being in a calorie deficit. And I've seen many, many clients who've been in a calorie deficit and not lost any weight. And this is really, really discounting those people. So yes, calorie intake is something to consider, but it most definitely isn't the only thing to consider when it comes to fat loss. While it may seem that eating as little as possible is a good way to lose the most weight, research has shown that reducing energy intake too much actually causes the body to burn more protein from muscles in order to supply energy and essential amino acids. And this can actually lower your metabolic rate, making it more difficult to lose weight. So it's a good idea to check in with your calorie requirements and how much you're eating and whether they're roughly on par or whether perhaps you could be eating a little bit too much or maybe not enough. You can use the Daily Energy Requirements Calculator at eatforhealth.gov.au and use the free MyFitnessPal app to get a rough idea of your average calorie intake. And if you want to go into a calorie deficit, you only want to make it a very minor one, so it's actually sustainable. So if you're currently on around 2,000 calories, you might drop it by just 100 calories a day, not dropping all the way down to 1,300 or 1,400 calories. But I'd really encourage you to just eyeball this and not take the calorie tracking side of things too seriously because in most people it becomes stressful and can really take the enjoyment out of food. As I mentioned, it's not just about calories. We also want to consider your macros and the nutrient density of the food you eat. Having balanced macronutrients and eating enough protein helps you build and retain muscle. 
and it keeps you full, which can prevent you from snacking and overeating. Having balanced macronutrients also helps stabilize our blood sugar and insulin levels. When you're constantly spiking your blood sugar with carbs and sugar, your body puts the brakes on burning fat for fuel and encourages storage of incoming food, mostly as fat. If you're on a higher carb diet, the body never has a chance to burn its own fat, which can make it really hard to lose fat. So a good starting point for macronutrients is 30% protein, 30% fat, and 40% carbohydrates. And we really want to aim to have 25 grams of protein with breakfast, lunch, and dinner, which is a serving size around the size of the palm of your hand. The final nutrition piece to consider is nutrient density. We need nutrients to function properly, and that includes to regulate our metabolism. For example, our thyroid plays a key role in metabolism, and the thyroid needs key nutrients to function, like iodine and selenium. A nutrient-dense diet is made up of a variety of whole foods like meat, fish, eggs, veggies, fruit, nuts, and seeds. The variety piece of this is really important to make sure you're getting the key nutrients you need. You can also add in nutrient-dense superfoods like grass-fed butter, fatty fish like salmon and sardines, and liver, which you can have as pate or in capsule form. Now, if you already have things dialed in and you're still struggling with your metabolism and finding it difficult to lose weight, then I'd recommend doing further investigation because it's just not always as simple as eating less and exercising more, as I'm sure you may have found. Some things to get tested are your metabolic health and blood sugar regulation, thyroid function, and your hormones, including sex hormones like estrogen and stress hormones like cortisol. Okay, this episode has been a biggie, lots of new information, so let's recap quickly. The three key things to consider to help you boost your metabolism are stress, exercise, and nutrition. When it comes to stress, reduce or manage it where you can to mitigate the impact of stress on your body and signal that safety so your body feels safe and comfortable to release weight. Exercise, move often, lift heavy and sprint occasionally. Get your knee up every day. Incorporate strength training, ideally three times a week, and this only needs to be 30 to 45 minutes. Sprint occasionally, only if you're feeling pretty good and resilient already. HIIT training is a great way to incorporate this, and you only need to do 5 or 10 minutes, no more than 3 times a week. When it comes to nutrition, consider your calories, and also focus on macronutrients, particularly getting enough protein and healthy fats, and also upping the nutrient density of the food you eat. Okay, so I hope you found this helpful. If you have any questions, let me know. I would love to hear from you. Have an awesome day. Bye. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the High Vibe and Healthy podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. 
If you'd like to chat with me about how we can work together to reach your health goals, head to frandargaville.com. To connect with me day to day, Instagram is the place to be. Follow me via my handle at frandargaville. And finally, please note that the materials and content within this podcast are intended as general information only and are not considered to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.